DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God, I'm on the radio with Angela, Charlemagne, and DJ Envy. Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning, That's good. you guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass up. Oh my gosh, you sound terrible, Envy. Oh, boy. Check, check, one, two, three. Yeah, no. He'll start okay. all over. I don't know why it does that. All right, well, good morning, DJ MV. Good morning. There we go. Good morning, USA. All right, a little bit better. Hey, fam. What's today? It's what? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. That's right. I don't know why every morning I load this thing up, you know, because I'm still broadcasting from home. If you live on the East Coast, you know why. The, uh, the snow is still a little crazy. I think we got up to like, I think 28, 29 inches. So, you know, people are still plowed in. People are still stuck. There's nowhere to park in the city. So I said, I'm going to take one more day and stay home. And it's like a, it's like an old car. You, you need a little time to get it started and warmed up every morning because the first break is always crazy. But when I talk to you behind the scenes, it always sounds good. Well, let me tell you something. It's not just where you are. There's going to be below freezing temperatures over the next week in every single state. Gotcha. So get ready for that. No matter where you are, it's going to be extremely cold. They said if uh, in certain places, like in Chicago, if you're outside for more than 30 minutes, you can get frostbite. Yeah, it's it's freezing out there. Yesterday I had to dig out a, a couple of the cars. I had to dig out Madison's car, my assistant's car, who's been here. And, I mean, it's it's been nasty. It's cold outside, but, you know, the kids love the snow. They're back to school today. They love jumping in the snow. They love playing in the snow. Um, but I'm tired of the snow. I ain't gonna lie. The first day it comes down, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's soft. It's cool. But then after the second and third day, when it gets dirty and disgusting and it becomes more of a hassle, I'm tired of it. I'm right. tired of it. But I would never leave New York. I, I don't, I, you know, I say that my, my daughter loves warm places and everybody says, why don't you move to somewhere warm? I love New York. I, I love the grind. I love the cold. It's just, you know, I was born and raised here and this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not moving anywhere. But anyway. <laughs> that would be nice though. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be nice. But I love the hustle and bustle. I, I know where everything is out here. I know how to move around. I know how to, to do what I need to do in New York City. My, my parents are here, so I'm not going anywhere. Now, what about you? You still in Detroit? Yes, I am in Detroit. You know, we opened my store, um, private label. So I was there yesterday. I'm there today. I'm just here this whole week, just making sure everything is pretty smooth with the opening, taking care of all the things that we need to do. You know, I'm all about uh, opening businesses. I have something else I'm going to be opening soon in New York. So I'm closing on that in the next uh, couple of weeks. So I'll be back to take care of that. But I'll let you know when it's done, but I'm excited about it. All right. Well, Anthony Anderson will be joining us uh, this morning. You know, comedian Anthony Anderson, Blackish. Well, he'll be stopping through talking to us this morning. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Ooh, well, I know you heard this news yesterday. Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO of Amazon and we will tell you who's replacing him and what his next moves are. 
All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, Super Bowl is this week. Are you excited, Yee? Uh, I, w- I am going to watch it. You know, I don't watch that much football, but I will watch the Super Bowl. I think it's historic. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing in Tampa. When is that yeah. ever going to happen? Yeah, I'm taking my son to the Kinda game. Kind of have to win. Yeah, so... I, we were going to leave later in the day, but they're saying snow on Friday. And I don't know if, if you guys remember, if you've been listening to the show, but a couple of years ago, our, the Giants made the playoffs. And I was taking my son to the Giants playoff game, but it snowed and we got stuck in New York and I bought the tickets and everything. We couldn't make it. So we're going to leave early to make sure we make it to Tampa this time. So we are leaving early to get to Tampa. So did you watch the Brooklyn Nets last night? I did not watch, watch the Brooklyn Nets. You know what I was watching last night? Coming to America, too. I was watching Coming to America, too. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Fair enough. Uh, you know, so. Uh, I, yeah, coming to America, too. It's, I, I got a, a preview of it, and I'll tell you about that later. But let's get in the front page news. What are we talking about? Well, Jeff Bezos is stepping down as the CEO of Amazon, and Andy Jassy is going to be taking over. So he's leaving later this year. And that doesn't mean he's going to be gone, though. He's still engaged in important Amazon projects, and he actually will still be transitioning to executive chairman of Amazon's board. So he's still involved, but he wants to have more time to focus on the Bezos Earth Fund, his Blue Origin spaceship company, the Washington Post, and the Amazon Day One Fund. So it's not that he's gone in that way, but he's turning uh, he's turning over the reins. Hmm. To focus, makes sense. I mean, but why is he turning over the reins? Do we know why? Is it just he's just tired? Is he made enough money, or is he just like you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Do we know the exact reason why? I just told you why he wants to focus on these other uh, initiatives that he has and other projects that he has. He's still going to be very involved in Amazon. He's just no longer the CEO. Gotcha. All right, now Joe Biden is planning to create a task force and he wants to reunify families who were separated at the U.S.-Mexico border by the Trump administration. I think that's amazing because that is crazy that you separate these families and then now you can't even bring them back together. You know how heartbreaking that is and how much effect that's going to have on these kids later on in their life forever? Yeah, I mean, I think so that's a great that- thing. I mm-hmm. think that's 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 amazing. I mean... The fact that they could try to put these kids back together. But the problem is, what happened if they deported some parents and then the kids are still here? So now they do, do they deport the parent, the kids to meet the parents or do they bring the parents back? Like, what, what are they doing in those situations? Well, they have now, um, they said there's about 628 children that have not been located. And I don't know, but they're going to have to figure this out. I mean, mm-hmm. the Trump administration separated them. I think that's one of the most heartbreaking things. Imagine be, being separated from your kids. Right. I can't because you're trying to get that. a better life or you're, uh, something's happening and you're trying to get even asylum. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And so Joe Biden tweeted out, each and every generation of immigrants has made our nation stronger. Our diversity is one of our greatest strengths. Today, I'll take action to rebuild and strengthen our immigration system. Yeah, what what they did was, was crazy. I have a, well, I had a nanny. Her name was Irma. She came here about uh, 10 years ago and she went for her citizenship, which she got. Uh, she was working for me and she was going to bring her husband over. And when Trump became president, you know, Trump wouldn't allow anybody over. So she went five years without seeing her husband. She couldn't get her husband in. So um, she had to go back because, you know, she wanted to be with her husband. So she actually went back and then Trump got out of office. So I know she's going to try to come back and, you know, get citizenship and, and all that. But I feel for people like that, like they come here to get a better life. They work hard. They do what they're supposed to do. They study and they're good citizens. But hopefully now that will change. 
All right. Now, if you want to get that vaccine, you will be able to get a COVID-19 vaccine at two major pharmacies in some states starting next week. So Walgreens said they're going to get about 170,000 doses, which they will administer in 15 jurisdictions starting February 12th. CVS says they're going to have about 250,000. They're going to start those on February 11th. And for CVS, there's 11 different states that you, you can look, I could read them all, but um, Walgreens has 15 different places where they'll have it. Those include um, New York City, New Mexico, Chicago, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Kentucky, Maryland, Puerto Rico, North Carolina, Vermont, Wisconsin, West Virginia. They still have those eligibility requirements in each jurisdiction, though, so you can't just walk in and get it. You want to make right. sure certain people get it first. You still skeptical about getting it or, or are you thinking about getting it or are you changing your mind a little bit? I think by the time it's my turn, I'll feel a little bit better about it. After some people have gotten it, there's any issues. I keep hearing these little things. Oh, this happened, this happened. But once uh, more people have it, I'll be more comfortable. Yeah, I know a lot of people are lying to get it and they're getting caught. I know a lot of people are saying that they're really like uh, fitness teachers. I know a lot of people. That's soul cycle instructor. The soul cycle, yeah, the soul cycle. She said she was a teacher. She got it. And then people got on her. I know people are saying that they're smokers and they're not really smokers. They're just trying to get the shot. And I want the shot just like anybody else. And I could have lied a million and one times, but I really want people who are on the front lines to get their shots first. Like I want the doctors, the surgeons. I mean, you could, I could have said anything. I could have said I was a smoker. I could have said I was diabetic. I could have said anything. But, you know, those frontline workers, teachers and, and, you know, surgeons and hospital workers, they need it first. Like, they can't socially distance when it comes to patients. You know, teachers, it's hard for a teacher to socially distance when it comes to a child. So it's only right that, you know, people who need it first should get it. And like I said, I want it. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm the one that moves around in my family. So, but it's, I got to wait my turn like everything else, you know. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Phone lines are wide open. Maybe you're snowed in or like drama. You got plowed last night. Whatever it may be. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up. Wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? You, what's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? What's up, Poppy? Hey, Mommy. What's up, G? Hey, boo. He's calling you Poppy, Charlamagne. What's up, Charlamagne? To Sucio Pieces. That's right, I just got back from Puerto Rico. I don't know if I told y'all. I was in Puerto Rico. See, see. Yeah, I saw you showing saw, off on the ground. I saw you dancing saw you with your cousin. I mean, I was looking good. I was looking good. I had a good time. Then I had, then you know, I had to come back to Philly where there's ten to twelve inches waiting on me. Whoa, mm. that's that hey. like for you. You should have bought them with you. You should have bought them with you. <laughs> Clearly, a snow, but I had a good time, y'all. Like literally, good. Puerto Rico. But you did, you deserve it, Trav. No, I, I really had a good time. I really had a good time. But I just wanted to call and say, um, yeah, it was an amazing vacation, and I met me a little friend over there. I met okay. me a little friend over there. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Christoph. But all right, y'all. You piped the, you, you pipe the pool boy, Trav? Trav, Trav oh, piped the pool up. boy. I, did, I didn't pipe anybody. <laughs> Not yet. But, all right, all right. Trav. You can you, tell somebody when they do that little laugh at the end. <laughs> Charlamagne, how you late from the crib, bro? I felt I was asleep. <laughs> this guy's crazy. What you mean? I overslept. What you want me to tell you? Hello, who's this? Oh, good morning. Um, I was calling. My son is trying to get into the music industry, and I just wanted to call him and just promote him. Okay. His well, name what's his is name? Big 18 Foot. His name is what? Big 18 Foot. Big 18 Foot? Yeah. Yeah, he got Why some different music. We out of Cincinnati. He got size 18 feet? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, he went through high school with size 18 and a half feet. Mm. Um, is he with you now? No, he ain't. I'm on the road on my way to work. I'm just right. doing my due diligence as a pair. All right, well, tell us what, what, what's his YouTube and, and his Instagram and all that. His Instagram is Big18Foot. You can actually Google Big18Foot, and he'll come right up. All his music. Not all of it, but a lot of his music out on the um, okay. all platforms. I see him on, I see and, him on uh, Spotify. He a, yeah, he on Spotify. He on, uh, he got a new song out called Sing Along with Miss 513 Peach. Okay. And that all comes right. up on YouTube. When you Google him, you'll see it right there. All right. Well, check All out right. check out Big uh, 18 Foot. His name is what? Drew, right? Yeah, his name is Drew. All right. Well, check him out. All right. Well, you doing you doing good as a mama. That's what you're supposed to do. Support your little baby. I appreciate y'all. All right, mama. That's a name, boy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this hey good morning dj envy what's up bro morning charlamagne the god hey happy new year happy new year charlamagne are you going to give Angela or dj envy a promotion and the second thing is i feel bad about the FBI officers that got uh, the FBI agents that got killed yesterday down here in Florida. Charlemagne say we crazy, but we should play guess what race it is today. Okay. Too, too much happiness this morning, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Did y'all get my book? I sent y'all the new man. No, I didn't. Get, we didn't get your book. When did you send it out, brother? In December. No, I didn't the even new see man. The I didn't see it. Sorry, I'm at the station. Next time we're in the office, we'll definitely check it out, and hopefully Charlemagne will give us a. a a, a raise or promotion so we can you know move around more all right and i'll be allowed oh, yeah. to get your book all right thank you bro a little weird hello who's this hey how you doing man my name is brian i'm out of houston so i heard you talking to the good brother nate parker yesterday about the police brutality about his nephew and yes, then i heard you mention your son will be driving soon yes sir so i i created this product called the pocket usa and this just in case if you or your loved ones is getting pulled over by the police Mm-hmm. All you have to do is roll your window down and attach this to the outside of your door. So as the police officer is walking up, he will already have your license and insurance on the outside of your door. He will see both hands visible on the wheel. So now he can be in a comfortable state of mind. And you as a driver should feel a whole lot safe. So all you mm. have to do I've is seen it. Yeah, I seen it too. I've seen that. I saw that somewhere. Well, how can people oh, buy that? And then how can people pipe, check that out? Because that, that sounds that sounds Man. great. I, I know exactly what you're doing. It's like a little case that connects to the window. You roll the window up no, and no, your no, license, no, no, registration. No, no, mine's, no, no, mine's to connect to the door. You keep the window down, mine attached to the door. Oh, so Man, attached to the door all the time. When you're driving attached to the door. Or when you get pulled over, you got to mm-hmm. put it on the door. Only, yeah. Only when you get pulled over, you put it on the door. Mm. So all, all the police officer have to do is take this off your door. If he's to give you a... Warning or citation, he'll put it back in a pocket, attach it on your door, you drive away. So my product controls the situation, it protects your inner peace, mm-hmm. and it keeps negativity out of your vehicle. Mm. And I'm just trying to help all of us one at a time survive the encounters with police officers, man. We've been needing this for centuries, mm. man. I've created it. And my uh, the Instagram of you guys is the Pocket USA. For the Pocket I'm looking at it right now. USA.com. It's yeah, not too man. expensive. Let me, you, let, me, let, me, let me let me let me ask you a question, King. Do you do you do you keep it 
outside of your car at all times or only when you get no, pulled no, over then you throw you, it outside the car? Pulling over. Yeah, only as you pulling over. That's you don't you, you don't you don't think that look you don't think that looks suspicious? If you was a cop? Not at all because like, what is, not at all because I get pulled over and when they pulling you over, they looking at their computer and waiting for the dispatch to get back to them about your license place they just ran. Correct. So by that time, it will already be on your door. You just sit here waiting with both hands on the wheel, waiting to see why he stopped you. Got, Got you. Now I see it. The pocket USA, not too expensive either. Seventeen ninety nine. It, it, it makes sense. Exactly. I'm looking at your Instagram right now. And, okay. And, and I made it affordable, man, because I want this in every vehicle, man. I, I just right. want everybody to. And I created this product because my son was going to college, and this was just one of Philando Castillo's situation happened. Mm. I had to figure out something. And I didn't want okay. this to fall on my doorstep because usually we don't react to anything until it's on our doorstep. So I had to jump in front of this thing, man. I wanted this product made and done before my son went off to college. And me as a parent, I, I do feel a lot safer knowing if he do get pulled over, he will have this product in. I won't have to get a phone call from him that he got harassed, pulled out of the car, or beat up by a police officer, or not get a phone call at all because he got shot because they asked him to reach for his license and insurance. Right. I couldn't have this That's on my real. doorstep, man. So I had to figure out something, and I figured it out, man. I just want you guys to tap into it, invest in it, man. Invest gotcha. in your loved ones. Now, and it's magnet, right? It looks like it, it looks like it's a magnet that just connects to the door, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, what did, to the door, no scratches, no dent. Now, what are the rules and regulations? If the cop asks you to lower your window, do you have to? You don't have to, but just still be in respect, respect for the cops because you know you didn't do nothing. So I just want to know why you stopping me. But everything you need is on the outside of my door. You don't need to be in my car. My hands are on the wheel. I'm not moving. So you should be in a comfortable state of mind. You have no reason to even have a thought of putting your hand on your gun or asking me to move. Mm. Well, I think that's a great idea. But the truth to the matter is the rules for black people are different. So even if even if they even if it even if well, we'll see. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. And definitely support. It sounds like a great idea. I just wonder what happened if the cops tell you to roll down your window. Can you just say, no, I'm not rolling down my window. My stuff is right there. I wonder how, how that works. He's going to take out his flashlight and bust your window open. Yeah, one thing about that. trauma, though, one thing about trauma, it will make you innovative. Yeah, you absolutely. will figure out a way to, to survive. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about courtside Karen. She has issued a statement taking full responsibility. All right. And don't forget, Anthony Anderson will be joining us next hour. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, today, well, yesterday, Lizzo shared a video on Instagram where she talked about learning to love her stomach. She used to be very critical of it, but she started talking to her stomach. Here's what she said. I love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you so much for keeping me happy, for keeping me alive. Thank you. I'm going to continue to listen to you. You deserve all the space in the world to breathe. <sighs> And give me life. I love you. She's talking to her stomach? Yes, she captioned it. I started talking to my belly this year, blowing her kisses and showering her with praises. I used to want to cut my stomach off. I hated it so much, but it's literally me. I am learning to radically love every part of myself, even if it means talking to myself every morning. This is your sign to love on yourself today. Well, oh, affirmations are great. 
Positive self-talk is great. What you tell yourself is very important. You know what I mean? And you, you can love your stomach until it's not healthy not to. Uh, so anyway, this also goes along with this uh, Ask Ye that we had last week where this one woman called in and said that she was very self-conscious about riding on top because of her stomach. And so I just think a lot of people have these things that they feel really self-conscious about, that they hate about themselves. But sometimes you have to own who you are. If there's things you want to work on, you can, but you shouldn't hate certain parts of yourself. Yeah, but not should, at all. You should yeah, work not on at all. If those are things that that bother you, you should you know buckle down and, and and work on it. You know, we all have parts of of things that we need to work on. Myself is 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 my body and my stomach. So I you know sometimes I'm like, look, I can't eat that cheeseburger. I can't eat that. I got to work on things to make me feel better. You know. Yeah, if you love it, keep it. And you know, at some point, uh, you know, you you probably will have to lose it for health reasons. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, love love yourself. And you can have a really small stomach or no stomach for like that at all and be unhealthy. So, that is true. you know, that doesn't always signal that. Now, Courtside Karen has apologized, kind of, for cursing out LeBron. Here is the original audio. Chris has been a Hawks fan forever. Whatever. He has this issue with LeBron. I don't have an issue with LeBron. I don't give a LeBron. Anyway, all of a sudden, LeBron says something to my husband. I stand up and go, don't talk to my husband. And he looks at me and he goes, sit the f- down, bitch. And I go, don't f- call me a bitch. You sit the f- down. Get the f- out of here. And I go, don't f- talk to my husband like that. And all of a sudden, now I'm getting kicked out. Excuse me. I have courtside seats that I pay for. Well, her name is Juliana Carlos, besides just courtside Karen. And she said to say things escalated quickly at yesterday's game is an understatement. And I want to apologize for losing my cool and removing my mask in the heat of the moment. My husband is a huge sports fan and we're passionate people. And let's be real. Sports wouldn't be sports without a little trash talking. What should have been quick back and forth between two adults got out of hand. And my natural instinct to stand up for the man I love kicked in. Did I get defensive when that happened? Yes. Did I use offensive language when I could have taken the higher road yes and for these things i take full responsibility oh knock it off that's her privilege talking you know actually i think she just wanted her moment you know the more the more the more you look at the situation because there was really no reason to act like that especially if it was a trash talk between two men but she what was is drunk. she jumping up talking about she's she gonna f lebron up for that's yeah, a stretch she, she should have been arrested no, by she, the way. Was, she was drunk but the, the thing is it's like you know, i hate when people say that yeah my husband and him have had had issues what issues <laughs> he's a basketball player he probably just goes there and play basketball you don't know him what issue and, he busts your ass and your, I, your, and, your team Stupid. and i don't like the double standard because if lebron james is six foot eight you know 200 something pound black man said to that poor white woman i'm gonna f you up they put him in handcuffs you right Right. I saw LeBron talking about it, too, and he was not thinking that uh, she should have gotten kicked out. Did you see that? He was kind of yeah, saying... Yeah, no, he, he said thought, he said she was drunk. He said she shouldn't have got kicked out. The only thing was safety of the rest because she took her mask down. But, I mean, you know, LeBron is a good dude, you know, because most people would have been like, F her, kick her the F out. But, you know, he was nice. He was political. And, you know, he wants fans back in the stands. He doesn't want to be the hated person. Germ. Germ warfare. When you take your mask off during the pandemic and you yell and scream at me and you letting all that saliva fly, that is biological warfare. Okay? All right. Well, I want to also give a shout out to Jason Maiden. He has been named president of Fair of God Athletics. Now, Jason Maiden has been on The Breakfast Club before, and Kanye has name dropped him in an interview as the person who was working at Nike, who he felt like Nike didn't treat him too well. He also used to be a Jordan brand designer, mm-hmm. and now he is uh, going to be over at Fair of God Athletics. So shout out to Jason Maiden for that. And 
Yeah, he's the president now over there. Congratulations. And he was he was like one of the first black. I think he was the first black intern in the design department at uh, at Nike. So that's a big deal for him to see his uh, progress. He started off as an intern. He said he made all these different phone calls. And when he was on The Breakfast Club, he was talking about it and uh, just really to see how he's elevated himself. So shout out to Jason Maiden. Yeah, shout so out. did they right. bring him in? Did they bring him in to replace uh, the good brother Jerry Lorenzo? I think no, Jerry, Jerry Lorenzo he, actually named him as president of yeah, Fear of God it. Athletics. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So, so what, what's Jerry doing with Adidas now? I saw him. Didn't he leave Nike for Adidas? They have a multi-year partnership with Fear of God and Adidas. So they've cre- they're creating a new line within Fear of God uh, called Fear of God Athletics. Oh, and they and they also have a partnership with Adidas. So it's a lot going Got on. Got you. Got you. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm just happy to hear another brother winning. That's a good thing. All right. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes. And we're going to give you some of these, uh, of course, coronavirus updates. How can you get your vaccine? And now they're saying 70 to 85 percent of people need to get that vaccine. How many people have gotten it so far? We'll give you that information. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with indoor dining. Now, Dr. Fauci is saying that indoor dining can happen if you don't have people sitting right next to each other. You have to do it in a spaced out way where you don't have people oh, sitting God. right next to each other. I, I know they just opened up indoor dining again in Detroit. Uh, it's 50% capacity in the restaurants in New York City, it's going to be 25% capacity when they reopen on February 14th. Which is stupid because oh, they're already six feet away. Like, the, like the, the people are already six feet away. These people in the restaurant industry are dying right now because they can't open these restaurants. They're already six feet away. When they're intense, they're six feet away. There is no difference. Let them open their restaurants. Listen, man. Could y'all stop with this hokey pokey when it comes to COVID precautions? You know what I mean? Put your left foot in, take your left foot out, put your right foot in, take your right foot out. What is it? What are the rules for this thing? <laughs> do, we, do we eat inside? Do we not eat outside? Do we do we do we go out to eat? Do we not go out to eat? What is it? Right. Well, I see a lot of restaurants I know that I've been to. They have those partitions in between and they also have it spaced mm-hmm. out. So they're just trying to do it. So because there are restaurants that people are right on top of each other, sitting right near each other. So you just can't have that. And just lowering the capacity for now and making sure the tables aren't right next to each other. Let the restaurants open up at least a 50% capacity. I went out for my birthday September and it was the dumbest thing ever. It started raining. We were outside and now the rain is coming by your feet. It was just a horrible experience. Let the restaurants open back up 50% six feet away. I think that'll be fine. All right. The NFL well, you're not is Dr. Saying- Fauci. Yeah, but they do everything else. They got football games. They have baseball games, basketball games. They're allowing no, 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 stupid, stupid, stupid example. Stuff. But Envy, those places are huge. Okay, you can easily separate social distancing in an arena that holds 30,000 people. They're having kids. 30% capacity. Kids are allowed to play football games. They're having kids playing sports. Now that is, that I agree with. It's it's the same thing. People got to go in and out. It's the same thing. Yeah, Dr. Fauci is saying that we'll be okay once 70 to 85% of people get this vaccine. Right now, we're at about 2%. Bro, the malls so are open. a lot more to be done. The malls are open. People go in and out the it, malls all day long. There's no social distancing place at the mall. Well, no, that's not true. And some and the stores that I've been to, they have a capacity. So they have a security at the door, and they only let a certain amount of people in at a time. And you can't come in until someone walks know. out. Not walking around the mall. I want to in know. stores, but not at the mall. Go ahead. 
I need to know that Envy and his family blow on your birthday cake during this pandemic because that would just be disgusting. Well, what? that was always disgusting, even before the pandemic. Blowing out the candles on the mm. cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, now the NFL is saying that there will be 25,000 fans in attendance for the Super Bowl, and they're all going to get free PPE kits. So, Envy, I know you'll be there. You'll mm-hmm. get the PPE kit, which includes face mask, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes. Yeah, I'm bringing my own. I'm wearing two masks, and um, the suite that I'm, I'm actually going to, they're, they're requiring everybody to test before you go. So I know everybody in that area will, you know, will be tested before they walk in there. Yeah, and they are saying that uh, it's sold out. Of course it is. And everybody's going to be required to wear face coverings while inside the stadium. Mm-hmm. Of course it's going now to be the sold t- it's, it's in Tampa too. Tampa, It's in Tampa with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. playing. Now the Tokyo Olympics will go ahead despite the pandemic, by the way. They said no matter how the COVID situation will be, the Games Organizing Committee President Yoshiro Mori said that uh, yesterday in a news conference. Woo, that's crazy. No matter what they said, they are still going to have the Olympics in Tokyo in 2020 this year. I mean, the uh, 2021, that's going to be this year. Uh, Andrew Yang has tested positive for COVID. And he had actually already been quarantined because he knew he was exposed after potentially being uh, exposed from a campaign staffer. That was about two weeks ago. So now they are saying he did test positive. He said, uh, after testing negative as recently as this weekend, today I took a COVID rapid test and received a positive result. I'm experiencing mild symptoms, but I'm otherwise feeling well and in good spirits. I will quarantine in accordance with public health guidelines and follow the advice of my doctor. Now, in other COVID news, St. Bart's is shutting down due to COVID-19. So the reason is that island, obviously, you know, St. Bart's is where all the celebrities go, all the rich people go. But the French government has decided to put in place new preventative measures against COVID-19 variants. And that's independent of the will of local authorities in St. Bart's. So they're trying to figure out what they can do to make sure they safely reopen because they've had regulations. They haven't had a lot of cases. Uh, they make sure that people test before they go to the island. And so right now, I, uh, tourists can leave if they choose. They're allowed to leave. But under the new rules, you can only uh, come and go from St. Bart's un- for compelling reasons like medical, professional, or f- family needs. Woo, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, comedian Anthony Anderson will be joining us. Actor, you know, him from Blackish. So we're going to kick it with him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Yes, brother indeed. Anthony Anderson. Welcome, brother. What's going on? What's going on? It's, it's been too long. Long time, man. I was thinking about you the other day, Anthony, because I was, you know, you know, Blackish is always on and syndication reruns something. And I was like, man, he's a creator, he's an EP, it's a hit sitcom, it's syndicated. Does Anthony Anderson ever have to work again? Uh, yes, Anthony Anderson does have to work again. <laughs> I, I, I don't make as much money as you, Charlemagne the God, or DJ NV, uh, and Angelie. The last time we saw Anthony Anderson, we were all courtside at a game virtually when, when we were all at the game. <laughs> then a couple of weeks later, you went and got a, a, a colonoscopy live and you videotaped the whole thing. Were you I did. That <laughs> after the courtside game. So yeah, now, after, yeah, not, not during the game, Angela, it was after. Was after. Uh, you know, I, I, I did that, you know, I, I recently turned 50 uh, and it was just time to get it done. Thank you. And because of how colon cancer affects 
you know, our community at large, the way that it does disproportionately. I, I felt the need to uh, document it, to take the stigma off of it, uh, you know, and let men know that, you know, this is something that we need to do, uh, that we should do, you know, especially with the loss of uh, Chadwick Bozeman and, and others alike. Uh, I, I just felt it necessary to, to help educate and document my experience and, and show everybody that it's cool to do this uh, and it can save your life. Absolutely. How uncomfortable was it? Yo, man, it wasn't uncomfortable uncomfortable at all. Once they gave you that Michael Jackson, you was out. You know, you didn't feel anything. <laughs> you know, uh, once they hit you with the propofol, man, and uh, I woke up in the recovery room 45 minutes later uh, uh, feeling great, not, not knowing uh, what had happened to me. Wow. Hmm. I don't know if I was like that. I, I didn't know they knocked you out. Hey, hey, Charlemagne. <laughs> It's that there's nothing to dislike because you wouldn't know what happened, so you'd be fine. That's true. It's one thing to do it, but it's another thing because it's on camera. So did that make you nervous at all? No, no. I, actually, when the procedure started, you know, the camera stopped rolling. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, did we didn't see the pipe. We didn't see the, the going yeah, down. No, 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 Come on, no. <laughs> Angela. What kind of sick and twisted mind do you have? <laughs> now, I've had colonics before, and they didn't knock me out for no colonic. <laughs> hey, 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 Charlemagne, uh, the colonic, all they're doing is sticking a water hose up to your backside, man, and flushing you out. Uh, with, yeah. with, <laughs> with a colonoscopy, they're, they're going a little bit deeper than that, bro. They're going deep. <laughs> so, man, how many colonics have you had, Charlemagne? How many colonics have you had? I had like six, because you got to do six. It's a procedure, so you got to do like six. I had like six. You've had six, Charlemagne. I, 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 now, now, tell me this, because you say it, it's it, you got a package deal. It sounds like. Why did you get the package deal of six? What was the process? Uh, the, the way she explained it to me is that's how you're supposed to do it. Like you don't do everything in one session. Like you got to keep coming back for six weeks. <laughs> nah, it sounds like a hustle to me. It sounds like a hustle on her part, and it sounds like you enjoyed it a little bit too much. Uh, because when, because when I went and got my, <laughs> when I went and got mine, the doctor was like, "You, you good after this one, and you come back if you want." <laughs> so, but you, we may have to book you six weeks out because Charlemagne booked for the next five. So. Uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I thought I went to Kentucky. They were like, you one and done. I was like, okay, cool, Doc, good. I ain't got to come back for this one. Now listen, uh, Anthony, I know that I saw that, you're, that you cut off your kids recently, financially. Uh, I did, and for good reason, uh, to teach them financial responsibility and to teach them financial literacy. Uh, my, my daughter is still, uh, uh, she's still holding on to my purse strings, but my son, uh, and, and it wasn't anything malicious, it was that he was making adult decisions and the consequences that come with your choices. My son decided that he wanted to drop out of college to pursue a career in acting and rapping. I support that. I was like, okay, cool, son. But it, as long as he was in, it, at Howard University, I was taking care of everything. But when he made the decision to drop out and not have a job, uh, you know, that's when things uh, had to turn real for him. And uh, so uh, th those purse strings were uh, uh, were ultimately cut for him and he had to uh, deal with real life. And he's been doing it uh, for the last two years, two and a half years uh, on his own. You know, he had a gig before he went to Howard uh, that paid him uh, handsomely. And he's been ma managing his money well based on, you know, the things that, you know, we taught him growing up. 
I see but, you've been doing some uh, financial planning, giving people help with that also. How did you learn how to be so financially savvy? Uh, you know, I, I learned from mistakes of others. I learned from living paycheck to paycheck growing up, you know, financial literacy and having the financial advisor and planning for the future weren't things that were discussed around our, um, our dinner table at home growing up in Compton with my parents because we were living paycheck to paycheck. So I, I learned, you know, what it was that, how, how it was that I didn't want to live and how it was to plan for the future. And so, you know, just recently I partnered with Northwestern Mutual uh, and brought my mom on board uh, to, to explain to her and educate her about the importance of having a financial plan. You don't necessarily have to be wealthy or rich to, to have a financial plan. That, that's the misconception that a lot of people have. You know, you, you, you plan, a financial plan is tailor-made to your lifestyle and tailor-made to your income. We plan on birthdays, we plan on, on trips, we plan for Christmases, you know, that's a form of financial planning. And if you just put that into real time and in your real life, that, that you, you're doing it. And, and so that's what teaming up with Northwestern Mutual is about and, and, and trying to help educate our community on the importance of having a will, of the importance of having insurance, the importance of having a trust, the importance on planning for your future, whether it be $10 or $10,000, have a plan in place. You know, back, back to your son, um, you know, white people do it all the time, nepotism. You never mm -hmm. thought about, you know, hey, this is my son, he's an actor, he's, do he's, he's done go good on Netflix, you know, bring him into my fold, so he always eats. Always, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Envy, that, that, of course, that, that's what I explained to him. But my son came to me not too long ago and told me he wanted to do it on his own, which I respect. Right. But what I didn't understand and I explained to him was like, I don't understand why you wouldn't receive the help that I have to give to you. I, I'm in a position in my life where I can even the playing field for you, son. Correct. You know, and he was like, nah, dad, I want to do it on my own. Nobody did it. Nobody helped you. I was like, well, son, not directly, but indirectly, I did have the help. But let me just pose this question to you. Imagine how much further I would be in my life and in my career if I had someone like me in my life at the same age as you to help. That's right. You know, uh, and, he, you know, he, he stood his ground. It was like, nah, I, I'm, I'm going to do this on my own. I, I can do nothing but support him and be like, all right, I'm, I'm here if you need me. I'm Why here do we act like that, though? And see, that's the problem. Like, you look at, and I, I'll look at white cultures, right? And look at our culture. You know, I didn't know how to, to invest. You didn't know how to invest. You didn't know what to do until it hit us. But a lot of other cultures, if it's white, if it's Asian, they teach their kids how to invest. They teach their kids the stock market. They help their kids. And then when it comes to us, we always like, nah, I want to do it on my own. Why? I, I never I understood why. I don't, I don't, I don't, neither, neither do I envy. And that's where I am right now. I don't, I don't understand that mentality. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Let's yeah. Yeah. I got it out of the mud. I did this. I was like, okay, but why I got to go get dirty like that? You know, when it's, when it's sitting <laughs> over here on the table for me to get, why I got to go dig for it. Let me go dig for something else, but I don't have to dig for that. Um, I, 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 think, I don't I think, know. I think it's because black people feel like we have to struggle. I think it's something in us. That makes us think if we struggle and get it through a struggle, it's worth more. Could be that. I mean, you know, it, it, it could be so, something that's been systematically programmed into us for, you know, a few generations, uh, you know, and, and, you know, 
we as men and women, Angela included, you know, we're trying to break that cycle, you know, for our offspring and, and, and all of that. I respect my son for having uh, the wishes that he had. You know, it's hands off right now. I, I have to stand back. He's, he'll be 21 in a, in a few days. So I, I just have to let him stand on his own and be a man. All right, we got more with Anthony Anderson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Anthony Anderson. You might know him from Blackish. Now, Charlemagne? Yeah, one of my favorite Blackish episodes that actually came on the other day is the rerun when you first went to therapy. And I wondered what the feedback of that episode was when you're out and about. Do people come up to you and be like, yo, I started going to therapy because of that episode or what? Oh yeah, all, all of that, man. Uh, you know, it's 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 interesting how our show has become not just entertainment, uh, but informational and 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 a teaching tool, a, a, a coping mechanism, uh, uh, if if you will. It, it amazes me how you know we're we're just telling our stories and, and telling the things that we've experienced in life and what we're going through, and how it resonates with an audience and and how people and how it really affects people. And people stop me on the street from all walks of life, all racial backgrounds and say, you know, when I see your family on screen, I see my family. Or, you know, I never thought about going to therapy. I never thought about doing this until, you know, I saw your episode. It was like, yo, I'm a type two diabetic as well. I love how you brought that onto your character. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's made me get my health in order. So. You know, it's 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 a feather in our cap when when you know people stop me on the street and and tell me that they've learned something from what uh, uh, the, from a story that we told on our show. Yeah, no, I love it. it. It's good to see representation that's real on television. No, no disrespect to the Cosby Show, but growing up in Queens, I, you didn't see a lawyer and a doctor together living in my neighborhood. You just didn't see that. You seen right. and you seen police officers. So seeing what you're doing is. And so many people say, yo, your family in Blackish is, is almost identical. Now, I wanted to ask you, you know, you, you talk about diabetes and, and you being diabetic. You, uh, what is your thoughts on the vaccine as far as COVID is concerned? You know, you, you said you, you're over 50 years old, you right. have diabetes. Are you going to take the vaccine? Yeah, I, pl I plan on taking it, man. I, I, I've, been, I've been talking to uh, my friends who, who, are, who are MDs, surgeons, and, and all of that. Uh, to get the info on it, and they have all the research. Uh, they have to take it. One, 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 of, one of my boys was a doctor. Was like, "Yo, eh, I'm a surgeon. I can't social distance uh, while I'm a surgeon, so I have to take the vaccine." Uh, and and so they they've sent me all the data. Uh, I, I have a pre-existing condition, man. I, I'm, I'm one. I'm 50. Two. More importantly, I'm a type two diabetic. So it, it's it's all about doing what I need to do to protect myself. So I can be here as long as I can be. And yes, I plan on taking the vaccine. Uh, and I, I plan on taking it soon. Me too. You know, so that's, that's, my, that, that's my personal uh, uh, take on it. I, I understand uh, the hesitancy or, or why we as a community aren't trusting because of things like the Tuskegee experiment and, 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 and just dealing how our government has dealt with our community. And, and, all facets of life. So I understand why some people are trepidatious about it. You know, I've gone out in the community uh, and advocated, you know, for COVID-19 testing. Um, and I was I was in Watts in the Nickerson Gardens uh, once, and I was out with the mayor of Los Angeles, and we had a whole mobile van out there mobilizing just 
to test people. And there were a group of people who were just standing around. So I went to talk to the brothers and I was like, hey, man, you guys getting tested? They're like, no, nah, man, they're not giving me that. I'm not going over there to get the disease. That's and, <laughs> you know, you know, we, we sat up there and had a real conversation uh, about it. And, you know, I understood where they were coming from, you know, but it, I it's, don't. it's you said what? I don't, because I, I I did that in South Carolina where I'm from. I did two testing sites in Columbia and Charleston, and it was something like, you a sellout? You, they putting that disease up our people's nose? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, no. no, no, based based on history, Charlamagne, you 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 have to I understand. understand. I, understand the, I understand the distrust for the vaccine based on history, but not right. testing. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And that was that was my whole argument with them. Or my whole, I shouldn't say argument, but my whole discussion with them. I was like, man, come on, brother. Don't you want to know if you've been infected with this so you don't come home and spread this throughout your community and, and spread this with your, with your family? Wouldn't you want to know that? And they're like, nah, man, I ain't fucking with that. <laughs> and and you know, I just had I just I just had to fall back and respect that. I was like, okay, I understand. Look, I, I wish you the best though, bro. I wish all of you the best. I'm out yeah, here they, trying to make a difference and trying to help the community. I, I'm 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 not maliciously out here, consciously out here, bringing disease into my own community. I'm I'm here to help this. That's right. And they do have the anal swab now. I know Charlemagne signed up for the six pack. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I heard about that and thought that was a joke. How do you get tested for that, Charlemagne? I've never gotten the anal swab. I heard it's the most effective, though. It's the most effective <laughs> and it's the most accurate from what I heard. <laughs> well, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, Anthony, I was thinking, you said you never have to work again, right? Well, you know, you said you still have to work again. Yes. What would you want to do after playing Andre Johnson? Like, where does, what do you do after playing a role like that? Uh, it, it, it's, it's all about reinventing. Uh, you know, myself, um, you know, that, that, that's, 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 that's what it's all about. You know, trying to figure out what the next move is going to be, what, you know, and, and you can't go out thinking that you're going to create greatness. You just have to go out and be as great as you can be. And, and, and hopefully it, uh, it, it catches fire. I don't know, man, you know, after this round of blackish, hopefully we're around for a couple more seasons, you know, my, I might flip the script and, and just go back into, you know, uh, something dramatic. You know, just just something you know uh, uh, different than than what the, the the audience has known me for for the last seven, eight, nine years. Uh, but it's all it's just, it's just all about reinvention, man. That, that's it. How does Blackish even end? Like, how would you even see the last season? Uh, I I don't I don't see it right now. So uh, that that's a great question. I I, I don't know uh, what our stories are going to be, but. You know, it would it would be a disservice to the audience, to the culture, and and to the show uh, if it were just to end uh, tomorrow. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's something that we have to plan. It's something that you know it, it's going to be epic, and uh, it's going to be memorable. Uh, what what those stories are going to be, how we're going to finish it off, uh, we don't know yet. We're we're still in the midst of of telling these stories and growing and and learning ourselves. Yeah, I wonder, can you even end it at this point? Because you've got this whole ish universe. You got grown ish, you got mixed ish. I'm hearing there's an old ish with, yeah. with, uh, with Jennifer Lewis and Lauren Fishburne. I don't know if that's true or not. So, how do you, how, how, with Blackish being the nucleus, how do you end it if all that's happening? I, I, great question, Charlamagne. I don't. 
You know, I, I don't know that. Uh, and yeah, Odish is something that's in the works, you know, but, you know, we are the mothership, you know, and, and, and the mothership uh, and, and our offspring are only as strong as the mothership. So we birthed some 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 pretty good babies, man. Uh, so, you know, Blackish could go away and the Ish universe would still survive. But I, I think in order for us to launch more Ishes into the world, the mothership still has to be there you know, at least to give birth to it. And and, and then, you know, we, we can go away and, and let our children carry on the name. So that's that that that's what I think and that's how I feel. The Note Move, we got more with Anthony Anderson. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This morning, everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with comedian Anthony Anderson. Charlemagne? How did, how did you feel about Kenya Barris' Black AF on Netflix? I told Kenya... I was like, you're doing a good job imitating me, imitate you, imitate me. Um, <laughs> and, and, to, and, and to be honest, it started out a little slow for me. And, and I'm just being real. And, and these are the conversations that, that, that I had with Kenya. But, uh, you know, by the third or fourth episode, it turned around and it really, you know, had me at, at, at that point. I'm, I'm a fan of Kenya. That's my partner. I'm a fan of the show. Yeah, I, I, look, man, I, I wish nothing but success for anybody in this business, especially when they're my friends and my brothers and they look like me. You know, we, we, we have a multitude of stories that, that we can all tell. And, and with streaming services and networks and all these different avenues for us to tell these stories on, there, there isn't a reason why we can't all tell our stories in, in these different places. So well, let's not um, tell the same story though. Like I, and I love Kenya, Kenya's a genius, but I'm like, when I saw Black AF, I'm like, I've seen this before. And this is right. like a, this is like a second rate version of something that's already great, which is Black-ish. That, and, and that's your opinion, Charlemagne. That, that, that's, that's the beauty of having uh, uh, an opinion. It's like an ass, everybody has one. You know, some are cleaner than the other. Where do you where do you rank blackish in regards to black sitcoms? All time. Oh, it's up there with the greats, brother. It, it, it's up there with the Cosby's. It's up there up there with the Jeffersons. It's up there with good times. It's up there with, you know, Bernie Mac and my wife and kids. You know, it, it's it, it it's up there. Where it ranks, I don't know. I, I'll go out and say, you know, we're we're in the top five. Mm. You know, I, I, I was I would say that we're 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 in the top five just uh of 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 what the show has meant and it means to the culture uh and, and, and what it's doing worldwide, universally. Mm -hmm. You know, our show isn't just uh an American show. Our show is seen around the world, man. When when I blackish when I went to Africa, my second or third trip to Africa. I can't remember which one it was. I'm walking through the airport in Joburg and we're not even shown internationally at that time yet. And all, every time I walked past someplace, all I heard was the mumblings, blackish, 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 look, it's blackish, blackish, black. And I was like, yo, I was like, is, is our show over here? And they were like, no, nah, they've been catching it on uh, some type of streaming service or on the internet somehow. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, this, this, this is big. You know, uh, you, you look at, you know, you look at sitcoms of, of back in the day, you, you look at the Martins and, 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 and you look at, you know, shows like that. They were huge domestically, mm -hmm. but sometimes our comedy 
doesn't translate internationally. So those shows never really make it big internationally, even though they were juggernauts here in the States. You know, I, I can honestly say for Blackish, we play around the world. And so that's why I say top five. And, and, we're, not, and, and, we're, not, and we're not fourth or fifth. I'll, I'll, I'll go out and say that much. Hey, before you go, Anthony, um, how do you plan to, 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 I guess, repay your mother? I see that you're doing some things with your mom and your mom gave up a, a career for you. So what are you, you going to do to repay her? I gave her a job, Charlemagne. <laughs> She's on television every Damn. week. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, uh, look, I hooked her up with a financial advisor. That's She's right. the financial plan <laughs> with this place. <laughs> now, now, how was working with your mom? No, it's, it's, it's great, man. We, we have a great time. You know, my mom, our relationship is more brother-sister than it is mother-son. Uh, but like Charlamagne said, you know, my mother put, you know, dreams uh, of, of being an actor on hold to raise an actor, not knowing that's what she was doing. And so repaying her uh, is paying homage to her the last 25 years that I've been in this game. You know, all I do is talk about my mom. All I do is talk about the sacrifices that she made. And I'm in a position now to be able to uh, allow her to live out her dream this late in life and her career. And basically, if given her a career in this industry that, that she's coveted all these years. And, and she's doing her thing, man. She's been on Blackish. Uh, she's in my Super Bowl commercials and in, in, in my T-Mobile spots. We're partners in that. Uh, she's my partner and Road Dog on our game show to tell the truth. Uh, we'll be taking that internationally soon, uh, starting in Africa. And, and so, you know, to be able to have my mother travel the world uh, and be known as Doris Day, not just as Anthony Anderson's mom, she's her, she has her own identity. So, you know, that, that's how I'm paying it forward and, and, and repaying my mother. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you, does Blackish ever lead to some difficult conversations at home when the family sees certain topics and they're like, oh, well, that happened in, you know, with us. And now you're using it on the show. And let's talk uh, about that. that way. A, 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 a little bit. It's happened in the past. Like, why y'all got to talk about that? Why you got to say that? I was like, well, I didn't I didn't say it was you. You know, well, they, they, they know is some of it's based on me. When I go to school, they were like, yo, did you really get caught off? I was like, well, that was my story. I didn't, I just didn't say it was you, son, but okay, well, that was our story. <laughs> you know, I got into a, uh, an argument with my daughter once. We had, a, we had a disagreement and we just could not see eye to eye on anything. And I couldn't believe she said, why can't you be more like your character on TV? <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, because he got 15 writers in the room trying to make this resolve happen in 27 minutes on TV. That's why. <laughs> it's, it's not real life. This is real life. You and I are talking about right now. That Those are stories, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I couldn't believe that, uh, you know, she, she literally said that to me, man, and, and had, had me fall back for a minute and had to think about it. I was like, okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Could I have handled that differently? You know, could I have said something differently? And I was like, nah, that's, that's what Anthony Anderson would have said. Not with Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson don't live here. Anthony Anderson does. That's right. Well, we uh, appreciate you checking in. And we'll also always support Blackish, man. Thank you always. so much. And, and, and one last question. Did, yeah. did, Michael, did Michael Jordan ask for a rematch in Domino's? He knows better <laughs> than to ask for that. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> now telling this story, I'm like, I wonder if, as he hit Anthony up, like when I see you again in Domino's is on. No, he 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 not running from this ass whooping. We just haven't had the uh, the time and opportunity to get back to the bone table. But he knows what he's in store for. Look, and and I look, and, and every time this story comes up, I get a call from him. He's like, you talk, you you telling that shit again, huh? I was like, look here, man. Not too many people can say they beat you at anything. So you know, for for. For for me to be able to do that, uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna tell this story till the day that I die. He was like, well, you know, that's the only story you're gonna be able to tell on how you beat, me, right? I was like, okay, that's cool. All I need <laughs> is one. You probably could beat him in bowling. <laughs> oh, yo, I might be able to because I'm a beast when it comes <laughs> to bowling. I'm a beast. You know that, Angela. I've seen it. Competitive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Anthony Anderson, we appreciate you, brother. Always a pleasure, my brother. It's the breakfast. Uh, Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk basketball wives. Listen up. It's Justin. All the guys. The rumor report. Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Basketball Wives is coming back on Tuesday. Yes, they are back. Jackie Christie's back on. Evelyn Lozada, Malaysia, OG, Shawnee O'Neal, Jennifer Williams. Uh, They do have some new people joining the show, too. Liza Morales, who has uh, kids with Lamar Odom, his ex-girlfriend. Nia and Noria Dorsey are also joining. And Kristen Scott is coming back in Fabi Torres. So here is the trailer. Please, Lord Jesus, we don't want to have any kind of issues. Tuesday, February 9th. I will hope as black women, we can come together and have a good time. Basketball Wives is back. Why don't we get a mansion and have all the girls come? So you gonna invite all the ladies, huh? With the pandemic, I really want us all to band together. With new players in the game. Welcome, ladies. That's how you like the girls. (laughs) What I'm walking to. That's like a new start for all of us. You know, it's been hard for people filming during the pandemic. So I guess they all went to a mansion and filmed in the house together. So that's coming on Tuesday. Now, yeah, I'm, since I'm we're upset talking with you too, Yee. You didn't talk about The Bachelor uh, all week long. And it's been amazing. Tell me. It's a black bachelor. <laughs> and they finally got rid of Victoria. Drop a bomb for the fact that he finally got rid of Victoria. I saw people on social media saying you some page. negative things about Victoria. You just all nice lives place. mattered. You just all lives mattered, basketball wives, bro. No, talking I didn't. about all those women, that, talking about all black. those women of color, and here you come just being misogynistic, talking about a guy. Can the women have a moment for a second? What you pig? The match the ba- bachelor you pig. is black. You pig. He- Call Peter right now and tell him I called you a pig. I'm calling. <laughs> all right, you done, Envy? I'm done. Okay. Yeah, Are you know, done, uh, Envy? You finished? Are you done? You chauvinistic, misogynistic. Oh, so toxic. Shut up. Go ahead, you. All right. Now, Kendrick Perkins (laughs) is talking about James Harden and why James Harden played poorly in the 2012 finals. This is the reason that he gave when he was on the All the Smoke podcast. We end up getting game one. They got game two. But when we went to Miami, man, we could not get a win to save our life, man. Russ and KD came to play. But, man, James ain't give us And you know why? (laughs) (laughs) King of Diamonds and everything caught a hole in his ass, man. We couldn't get up in. <laughs> See, in San Antonio, he didn't have a damn thing to do. In Miami, he couldn't get his rest. Motherfucker was out here motherfucking night. Man, drop on the clues bombs for Kendrick Perkins. Let me tell you something. If you're going to listen to a podcast this week, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, please listen to the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, and Kendrick Perkins. Hilarious. It's on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts, by the way. All right. Now, fans can also stream Nipsey Hussle's The Marathon visual album this Friday. That's going to be on YouTube. A preview of that project was teased on Instagram. And um, that was on Nipsey Hussle's personal account. And so this all is uh, animation. It says celebrating the life of an incredible human, the marathon mixtape and the first week of Black History Year. Uh, the studio that they used, uh, Okie Doki, was in charge of rendering the visuals on this release. So his estate first teased the project back in December. And from the clips so far, they said it seems to uh, really eulogize him. And it said, in commemoration of the anniversary, we are proud to announce our collaborative effort to bring to life an interactive live visual album experience coming in 2021. That was shared back in December. I can't wait. I mean, any new Nipsey Hustle content we can get our hands on, uh, I'm definitely, you know, devouring it. But also, um, that Victory Lap album is a classic, man. It is. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, like it's, it's, it's absolutely positively a classic. And it, it should be treated and respected as such at all times. Well, you can watch the marathon on Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube. That is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, there is a principal named Christy Codwell Drake in Tennessee who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with her on this third day of Black History Month. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They're waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, February 3rd, goes to a woman named Christy Cardwell Drake. Drake. She is a principal. Oh, hey, Soldier Boy. She is a principal at a Chattanooga, Tennessee middle school called East Ridge Middle School. Good morning to all the faculty, staff, and students at East Ridge Middle School. Your Uncle Charlotte is sending you love, light, and positive energy this morning. Now, for all who don't know, it is Black History Month. What is Black History Month exactly? Well, it's defined as an annual celebration of achievements by African Americans and a time for recognizing our central role in U.S. history. Some call it African American History Month, and they say it's a month that pays tribute to the generations of African Americans who struggled with adversity to achieve full citizenship in American society. Drop on the clues bombs for Black History Month. Drum, don't you ever be late on that bomb again when I ask you to drop a clues bomb for Black History Month because you'd be fast on the trigger for Latin History Month. You're making things up now. Now, some people say ignorant things like, what's the need for a Black History Month? We don't have a white history month. Well, people like that you shouldn't even speak to. Ignore them. Don't even dignify them with a response. Why don't you dignify them with a response? Because they can't see their own privilege. They are like guys with big stomachs who look down and can't see their own penis. Just because you can't see past all that unhealthy body fat in your stomach to see your penis doesn't mean your penis isn't there. Okay? Or doesn't mean your penis isn't important. Imagine me saying to you, what's the importance of your penis just because you can't see it? You would have a million reasons why your penis is important to you, even though when you look 
look down, you can't see it because of all that potential high cholesterol and inflammation, heart disease, stroke and diabetes you got in that big unhealthy gut. But I digress because I told you I wasn't dignifying that with a response. Just because you can't see past your own privilege to recognize that in America every other month except February is White History Month doesn't mean Black History Month isn't important, okay? The fact that every other month is White History Month and we are taught white history from the moment we are able to read in this country is exactly why Black History Month is important. Now, Principal Christy Caldwell, Drake, Drake, come on, Soldier Boy, I need you to be faster if you're going to be joining me, all right? Principal Caldwell Drake doesn't seem to think that. I mean, she can't possibly think that because she announced that the school's Black History Month theme would be All Lives Matter. You heard me correctly. Didn't stutter. The principal of East Ridge Middle School in Chattanooga, Tennessee, said the theme for Black History Month would be All Lives Matter. Life is really a spoof, bro. I can't make this kind of stuff up. When the Bible says God made man in his image according to his likeness, when I hear stories like this, I'm like, God really has a sense of humor. And I'm looking right at the image and the likeness of the Wayans brothers, Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan, Kenya Barris, Issa Rae. Like, who is writing this comedy called Life right now? Let's go to WRCB NBC3 for the report, please. The principal of Eastridge Middle School has apologized after stirring controversy over the school's theme for Black History Month, All Lives Matter. Eastridge Middle School principal Christy Caldwell Drake <laughs> sent an apology to the community Monday night, <sighs> saying, quote, I want to apologize for not more fully considering the context of that theme, as my inspiration for it was taken from a mural within our school that states where every child matters. All lives matter. Do all lives matter? Yes. Duh. Of course they do. But the problem is America doesn't act like they do. We've seen the double standards too many times. We know white lives get treated like they matter. Black lives get treated like they don't. And we also know if you're not treating black lives like they matter, then it makes the all lives matter statement null and void. Unless, of course, that statement, like most things in America, isn't inclusive of black people. Like, let's be real with ourselves. The word all means absolutely nothing in this country. I mean, they've been promising us liberty and justice for all since 1942 when they recognized the pledge for the first time. But do you really think in 1942, okay, the year scholars say slavery ended, Civil Rights Act didn't come around until about 22 years later, do you really think when they said all, they was talking about us? So what does all really mean in America? Listen, man, people say all lives matter to deflect from black lives. When they say all lives, it makes them able to avoid the conversation about systemic racism and police violence on the black community. What I want to know is what is the point of a principal declaring this the theme for Black History Month? It's Black History Month. All months don't matter right now, okay? No, not in the month of February. Imagine it's your birthday or your wedding anniversary and you get on social media and say, it's my birthday and nobody wishes you happy birthday because they too busy posting all birthdays matter under your comments. Would that not piss you off? Imagine it's your wedding anniversary. You post a nice pic of you and your significant other and say happy anniversary to us. And under the comments, all you see is people saying all anniversaries matter. You would wonder and probably be upset at the fact that they are minimizing your day. If you understand that, then you understand why this principle minimizing Black History Month is foolish and out of line. Word to N-O-R-E. All right, Principal Drake, Drake. why not take this? 
Okay, soldier boy, why not take this month to teach the kids, teach the truth to the youth, teach them about the things they are not learning in school, not learning in this society. Teach them how black people built this country for free. Teach them about black people's contributions to science and technology and the arts. Remind those black kids of all their strength and stolen greatness. I mean, the Tennessee Department of Education reports that 71.1% of students at East Ridge Middle School are black. Hispanic are Native Americans. So with that statistical fact, it was imperative to teach those babies what we know America won't. You didn't do that, Christy. Please give Principal Christy Caldwell Drake the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the Hey, now it's time to play a game of Guess What Race It Is! All right, Christy Caldwell Drake, principal at East Ridge Middle School in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a school that is 71.1% Black, Hispanic, and Native American, made the theme for Black History Month, All Lives Matter! Angela Yee, Guess What Race She Is! Caucasian. Okay, Angela Yee says Caucasian. All right. Uh, DJ Envy. Yes, sir. Christy Caldwell Drake, principal at East Ridge Middle School in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a school that is 71.1% black, Hispanic, mm. and Native American. Made the theme for Black History Month, All Lives Matter. DJ Envy. Guess what race she is? I was leaning Latino, but I'm going to go white. Those are good, educated guesses from you and Angela Yee. May I ask, why did you think white for both of y'all? Just asking. I mean, it's Black History Month, and they're going with the All, all Lives Matter. Matter theme, so you would only <laughs> yeah, assume yeah, yeah. that they are culturally clueless, so white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to say, uh, Angela Yee, DJ Envy, you are both absolutely, positively, 100% wrong! Christy Caldwell Drake. <laughs> you know what? Play it, play it, play it, play it, play her full apology, Dramos. I want to apologize for not more fully considering the context of that theme, as my inspiration for it was taken from a mural within our school that states, Where Every Child Matters. As a black woman in leadership, no. I embrace civil rights, uh, mm -mm. Black History Month, and the sacrifices that have been made <laughs> by those who came before me. Did I'm you still going with Caucasian. Say? She nope, she's a black she... woman. Damn, uh, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how a black woman, a sister in 2021, does not understand the context of all lives matter. Okay. Uh, hey, Principal Caldwell Drake, Christy Caldwell Drake. Every child right. may matter at East Ridge Middle School, and, and we applaud you for treating them as such, but we know all children don't matter in America. And technically, you proved all children don't matter because instead of focusing on the black students this month, because it is Black History Month, you decided to make it about everybody. Okay, black people, we have to teach folks how to treat us. And trust me, what Principal Drake did, isn't it? Mm -mm. That's crazy. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. 
Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? What's up? This is Jay. What's up, Jay? What's your question for Yee? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Uh, basically, so why I'm calling is because I got me and my uh, me and my girl, my kid's mother. We've been together for. I met her in middle school because I'm not from. Uh, I'm staying in Indiana, but I'm from Indiana, so I met her at middle school or whatever. And uh, I did all my middle school there, so we hooked up in like eighth grade. So from my, I moved back to Michigan my freshman year, been back and forth, came back, been with her. Long story short, I caught a big um, case down here in Indiana or whatever, and I was mm-hmm. like 20, you know. So she held me down when I went to prison and all that. I caught a big dope case. I was facing like 30 years or whatever, and uh, I didn't do near as much as that. So she held me down a little time I was gone. So basically... Since I've been out, I've been trying to do right to give my money the right way. But she's been like um, tripping. Basically, she's not. It's like she's not happy. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. she ain't happy with the slow money. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, right now, I'm really ready to leave. Honestly, because I ain't. If I ain't happy, it's like we not gonna be happy. I'm still like gonna be interested in other women. She extra clingy too. And we got two kids, so I don't want to leave because it's one of those relationships. Like I can't see her with nobody else, and I don't know. I, I really don't want to be with nobody else, but it's like I don't want to be with her. It's kind of confusing, but I love her. Wow! So you're jealous, and you don't want to be with her, but you don't want nobody else with her. In a sense, but I think it's more of her ways. She's been extra clingy, but and then you always she's been complaining about money, which the money that provided, but it ain't the money she used to. Probably because mm-hmm. she got to go in on bills and stuff now, but she held it down while I was gone. Yeah, and she then did. it's like another thing, too, is like she's trying to milk the little money that I am getting. Like, I don't know. It's weird, honestly. It sounds like for you weird. guys, it's the, it's the financial side of it. And that's the number one reason the couples break up is because they don't align financially. A lot of people think it's um, cheating, but it's really because of financials. And you guys aren't on the same page when it comes to that. How long did you end up going to jail for? Well, I went twice on the same case. I went um, for three years, and then I got a violation, and they sent me back for one year or whatever. Okay. So, And then I came home and had to do, like, uh, almost two years of service, which I just got off. But she still, now that I'm, since I've been off, I've really been chilling, but she's still, like, um... She wants everything to happen yeah. quick, quicker than it can happen, and you yeah, are somebody she that everything is a convicted quick, felon. Like, she, she's not a money-hungry woman. Or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for is like... She made a lot of sacrifices, and she's known you forever. Y'all know each other better than you'll ever know anybody else. And you do have yep. two kids. And she probably been dealing with a lot while you were gone, having to hold it down financially. So, in her head, you're going to come home, and she gets to relax a little bit, right? Yeah. And then a lot of times she thinks, like, I'm a... Um... I don't know. It's, I think I'm not for sure. She, she, she always think I'm messing with other women, which really ain't the case. I think she's going off my past. But mm. I ain't gonna lie. But you I'm did. You did say you ready. ready yep. To, you said you're ready to start, am, and I'm sure she can feel that to vibe too. But I don't want to be in a relationship right now, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I? I don't want to deal with the headache. 
And I'm sure she can tell. Now, can I suggest a couple of things here? First of all, you guys should go see a financial advisor. Do you have a financial planner or a financial advisor? I have a financial plan. I never really, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I never put myself in a situation to depend on nobody else to handle my money. But so it's not depending on somebody else. It's sometimes you, it's good to sit down with an expert so that you can plan and they can give you more ideas that you might not know about. And there's free services out there like at Operation Hope. And if you look them up, they actually offer free financial planning services. And I think that's something that can really help you guys put things into perspective and come up with a plan on how you can save and move forward financially. Because regardless, y'all have kids together and financially you do have to help each other out, right? Exactly. And I don't really want my kids growing up in separate homes. But I don't want mm -hmm. them growing up and seeing in no toxic situation either because it's getting worse. Right. And sometimes women need to see some actionable steps. Like maybe you guys aren't where you want to be financially, but at least let's see how can we get there. And so I think if you're more proactive and trying to get those things done, that sometimes will inject some hope into like, okay, this is where we're going to be three years from now. We're saving for this. We're doing this. And that does really help. And then secondly, it feels like you don't really want to be there. But part of the reason is that you guys argue all the time. I'm like, it's like I'm forcing my to stay in relationship. Like right now, I'm trying to get me a box truck and stuff like that. And I'm trying to get it by all means, besides mm -hmm. not really trying to get sent back to the joint. But I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get it. She's not respecting nothing I'm trying to do for real. Like she's always blowing my phone up, not just, I don't know, it's just a headache. I, but you want to know is, honestly, I feel like we would need to um, start over. Honestly, like, mm -hmm. I feel like we would need to distance ourselves two different routes. That, that's where right. I'm at now with it, it for us. I feel like we need to start completely over. Okay. All right. I think that's fair uh, enough because, and I'm sure you feel guilty. You don't want to leave her after she went through all that holding you down. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I think you just got to be respectful. And I think this financial part has to be handled. And I think it'll make you guys both feel more secure. But, you know, like, again, it's just not easy. Think of, You have to look at it from her point of view, too, and all that she's been through while you've been gone and all the stress that she's probably had that you might not even be aware of, that she might not even be aware of. And those are real conversations. Yeah. And then she has to look at it from your point of view of how you're not trying to go back to the streets and do the right thing. And it's not paying off yet the way you want it to. But you got to have a plan. Yeah. That's a fact. All right. Well, I, shall, I appreciate you. Well, I look that up and look up Operation Hope. I'm telling you, they'll really be helpful to you. you I know people that they've helped personally. Operation Help? Hope. All right, Charles, man. I appreciate it. Hey, and look, uh, tell everybody I said what's up, man, especially Charlamagne, because all my circle be on his top, but I'm best with him. That dude funny. Appreciate you, Who's King? on his top? He should be more on his bottom, but thank you, brother. <laughs> all right, Envy. You too. You the dog, too. Nope, not no dog, but thank you. Right. Peter don't like when you, make, when you refer right, to people man. as animals. That was a compliment. <laughs> Clearly, you don't speak like you used to. I was joking. I said, Peter doesn't like when you refer to people as animals. Huh. Oh. What animal should I call you? Ask you. Don't do it. 800-585-1051. You need relationship advice here to now. It's The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Angela. How are you? Good morning. What's your question for Yee? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to get out of a situation. Okay, so what's the problem? So, okay, first, I've been dating this dude for like a year and a half, maybe. We've known each other for 10 years. And everything just went south once we moved in together and I don't like it. So why do you have to try to get out? Why can't you leave? 
he won't let me alone. He won't let me go. He won't let me leave. He won't leave me alone. Is this an abusive situation? Is he putting his hands on you? Is he threatening you? Uh, yeah, all of the above, actually. Um, it just now recently stopped with the physical. Wow, Angela, that is a situation you have to... Okay, so do you have money to be able to move? No, because, okay, when we moved in together, we were supposed to, like, split everything. And my rent is, like, nine thirty nine. Um, plus a whole bunch of other bills that I have to deal with. That's basically my entire paycheck. And he hasn't right. helped since we moved in in June. So, you know, I guess he know what he's doing, but I don't have any money to move or do anything else. Uh, well, I'm very concerned about you, Angela. Do you have somebody you can stay with? No. Actually, all of my friends are null and void because of him. He ran them all away. What about family uh, members? Uh, family members are probably worse. So I wouldn't even, no, I wouldn't even go there. The only thing that would happen with family is I wouldn't get abused. But as far as money-wise, I'll be broke as All right. So you said allegations. He ran your friends away. What happened? Um, He always accused, because I'm bi. Okay, I'm bisexual. He accuses me of having sex with everybody that I know, even though I don't. This has been proven null and void. But if I have a friend, no matter the time frame of how long I've known this person, Oh, you 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 dealing with them, or you doing this for them, and you being unfaithful and all types of so. All right, the main thing, Angela, I'm concerned about is for you to get out of there because you don't know how this could turn out. And if he's being uh, physically violent with you, anything could go left. So, do you really feel like you don't have anybody that you could talk to that would understand and know that you're trying to get out of a really toxic situation? Um, I've there- talked with people, but. They're not in situations to where they can help me, and I don't go too far in debt with it because I know they're not able to help me. All right. Well, the main thing is we got to get you out of there, and we have to figure this out. Where? What um, city are you in? I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. All right. Look, hold on the line. We're going to try to find out um, the best way. I'm going to get your information because this is something that I don't want to see anything happen where you get seriously injured, where you could even end up dead, and that has happened. And so I don't even want you to be in a house with this person. And the main thing is to get you out of that house. Okay. Okay. Hold on, Angela. We're going to get your information um, offline and you're in Birmingham. So let's figure out what resources we can find for you there because your safety comes first. Okay. All right. right, Hold on. Ask E. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes. And let's talk about Spinderella discussing Tupac and Tupac being upset about being left out of Salt and Pepper's Waterman video. But I also have Salt talking about Tupac being in that video. So it sounds like two different stories. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, so Spinderella was on Hollywood Unlocked, and she was talking about how Tupac was upset that they didn't show his face in the What A Man video with Salt and Pepper and in Vogue. Listen to this. I think they were thinking that Tupac's um, image was a little too rough for Salt and Pepper. They were, and he was he was furious about that because them not showing him was supposedly benefiting Salt and Pepper's image. That's the take that I got. You know, it's interesting because I feel like everybody knew he was in that video, though. So I guess um, he was. I do remember something back then of of them saying they didn't want him 
to be seen in the video and mess up salt and pepper's image. I do remember something like back in those days, hearing that. You remember yeah, they that said it was the, the label, they said, because he had a sexual abuse case and the record company There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. But you yeah, do they still edited see, him out, right? But he's still in the video because I, I didn't remember all that drama, but I remember him being in the video. So it wasn't like we didn't know he was in it, which is weird. Mm -hmm. It's not like they took him out. But here's what Salt had to say. Actually, I sat down with Salt and Pepper for Established on Fox Soul also. And here's what she had to say about that scene. My favorite part of that day was being in bed with Tupac. Was he nice okay. like on set? How was he? How was he? Yes, he was very nice. I asked him to do it for me and he showed up and um, my daughter's father was actually in the room. I had to ask him to leave. I was like, uh, could you just go so I can like, you know, really do this scene? It was very special. She also says that, and I saw another interview where she said that he actually wrote her a poem while he was um, in jail too. So I don't know that he was mad at Salt and Pepper, but I guess he was just mad that he did all that and then wasn't really in it that much. All right, now Jadakiss has revealed that he will be voicing some MTA COVID announcements, and here's what it sounds like. If you are experiencing any symptoms of COVID-19, please quarantine at home or seek medical attention. Thanks for helping to keep New York City safe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Drop on the clues bomb for Kiss. I love that's, it. You know, listen, that's like when you go to Atlanta, when you go to Atlanta and they got Killer Mike and Ludacris talking to you when you in the airport. When yes, New York. Y'all long overdue for that, New York. We definitely should have had yes. J.D. Kiss or a whole. But you know what? I love, you know, when J.D. Kiss does, aha, you know, he charges extra for that. I, I love that. I just I just love that. Really? That, that is, yeah. He, he said it when he was but, up here. He says anytime he does a verse and they want that, aha, he charges for that. Well, that starts on February 12th. And I'm also one of the voices, too. So when you're on the subway platforms and buses and they let us choose, like, which ones we wanted to be on. So, you know, I did some Brooklyn ones. So that all is about to start. But they picked what's, about what's your, um, okay. what's your over phrase, 20 me? people. What's yours? I didn't have what's a your, I want to hear, yeah, hear Yee's. Hey, fam. Hey, hey fam. fam. There you go. That's yours, Yee. Yeah, you're just basically telling people, you know, giving them. But they just wanted some known voices. I think Seinfeld is one of them um, to voice at certain locations so that it's more exciting when you hear them, you know, giving you some COVID warnings. You got to say, I hey, mean, there's certain people you think about. It's certain people you think about when you think of New York. You know what I mean? Jada Kiss is definitely that. Jada. Uh, Angela Yee. I would have Angie Martinez. I'm sure Angie Martinez is doing one, right? Angie Moore. Yeah, I'm not sure all the people that they got. I know they reached out to a lot of people. So, and this is not something, by the way, that was paid. This was kind of like a volunteer thing. But my okay. mom works for yeah. New York City Transit Authority. So it was a big deal because I told my mom about it. She was super excited. She's been working there since I was like in elementary school. So she was like, oh my God, my daughter, because she works for the transit system. Diddy would have been a good one. Diddy's a good, you know, New Yorker to the heart. It's Listen, not that they didn't ask people. I'm, I don't know who agreed to do it and who didn't do it, but you know, they did reach out to a lot of people I know. All right, now Meek Mill has previewed some new music with Pop Smoke. And uh, if you want to hear what that sounds like, he did confirm because there was a leak that was online. He did confirm those rumors and he plans to release this new music. Here is a sneak of that. I didn't know you could say all, all right. that on there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what he said. 
<laughs> I couldn't even hear what he said. What he cursed? No, no. Spitting and okay. spitting and slurping um, and all types of stuff. Okay, let's move on, Envy. Um, now, an R. Kelly associate did plead guilty to trying to silence Good one segue. of the singer's accusers. They offered her <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he did admit me and another person offered Jane Doe money for her to not go forward with her complaint or testimony against Robert Kelly. I knew what I did was wrong. So he did have to admit to that. Richard Arline Jr. is his name. And he offered the woman $500,000 and said that R. Kelly had authorized the payment, but he did not know the feds were listening in on the call. He faces up to 15 years in prison when he's sentenced on the bribery conviction. This thing has impacted a lot of people and is not going anywhere. And the NAACP Image Awards nominations are in. Netflix has the most uh, with Bridgerton and My Rainey's Black Bottom and The Five Bloods. So uh, just so you know, and I love the NAACP Image Awards. So you'll be able to see this on March 27th. It'll be on Viacom, CBS Networks, including BET, CBS, and MTV. So I'm excited to see that. Um, a lot of great nominations like D-Nice, Regina King, Viola Davis, Trevor Noah, Tyler Perry, mm -hmm. uh, Dave Chappelle. Tamika Mallory. So we should all make sure that we tune in. And I'll Tamika make nominated, sure I remind right? you. Mm-hmm. Isn't it Tamika nominated? What's she nominated for? Social Justice Impact. Alongside Stacey Abrams. Tamika Mallory. Tamika Mallory, Stacey Abrams, LeBron, Debbie Allen, and April Ryan are all in that category. Oh, yeah. Tamika Mallory should take that one home then. I mean, if you thought you said Social Justice Impact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did yes. great. When I mean, Stacey Abrams justice, as well. Tamika should take that home. To me, so Stacey's more political though than than social justice. To me, I, so I, to me, mm -hmm. to me, could take some social justice. I don't even know why Stacey's we in love that Tamika. category. Absolutely, but yeah, and all make those up, people sure have had go, a big impact. Make sure to pre-order Tamika Mallory's um, upcoming book, State of Emergency: How to Win in the Country We Built. It's available uh, for pre-order right now. It comes out May 11th of mm -hmm. this year, but it's available wherever you pre-order books: Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, everywhere. Go get that. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else to People's Choice mixes up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What are we doing today, Charlemagne? Listen, man, today's Black History Month legend, new Black History Month legend, is Miss Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is a real-life superhero. She was one of the central figures for flipping the state of Georgia blue. First time Georgia voted blue in almost 30 years in the presidential election. She also was one of the central figures for helping Democrats secure those two Senate seats in Georgia. And she's been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Stacey Abrams is a skilled strategist organizer her outreach and engagement includes but is not limited to networking with grassroots organizations her no door goes unknocked approach is another form of outreach but when i knew she was a true woman of the people is when she was on the breakfast club expressing her love for the popeye's chicken sandwich let's listen the breakfast club presents a new black history month legend it is really good better than chick-fil-a God dang. It's a really good sandwich. I want to know what made you go get the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Like, what was you doing in that Come moment on. that made you say, let me pull it? Like, I will tell you. Okay. I was at, uh, we were doing a rally in Gwinnett County for Fair Fight 2020. And <laughs> that's we why were, you got to plug that Fair Fight 2020. No Fairfight2020.org. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be my new name. Um, but we were leaving, and uh, the, the gentleman who was bringing me home, I had a sandwich, a box sandwich in the back, and I was very hungry because I hadn't had breakfast mm -hmm. and i said 
he said, do you want something else? I said, yeah, I read about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I think there's a Popeye's on Stone Mountain Highway. And he said, I think so too. And we went and got it. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. See, politicians come to The Breakfast Club and they just let their guard down in a way that they don't do other places. Okay, you find me another place, another platform that has Stacey Abrams waxing poetic about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Drop one of the clues bombs for Stacey Abrams. And I don't know why Popeye didn't reach out to her for an endorsement or something. All right, well... Thank you for that Black History Month moments. Now, when we come back, mm-hmm. we got the positive notes. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Yee. Yes. I got to talk to you guys because I know you want to get on for all of you talented artists out there. Do you have the talent to shake up the hip-hop and R&B world? Well, iHeartRadio and Facebook groups have joined forces. We're trying to find the next big thing. It's the How Can I Get On Talent Search. It's a search for the hottest tracks from an upcoming singer or rapper, and Facebook groups will help you to find your interests, learn new things, and grow your passions. Together with iHeartRadio, you might have a chance to get signed with Sparta Distribution, and you'll also be mentored by The Breakfast Club co-host, that's DJ MV and Angela Yee. It's a new and dynamic program nurturing the next generation of talent and helping them get discovered. So go to iHeartRadio.com slash how can I get on? That's where you can join and enter. This is brought to you by iHeartRadio and Facebook groups. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Listen, the positive note comes from Steve Jobs. All right. Your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 